Now, here's a little theological lesson. God's servant is Christ. He is the object. He is the defender. He is the sustainer of faith in God, and He is God. Satan's servant is the Antichrist who seeks to do what Satan does in Scripture, destroy people's believing fully in Jesus. And so the Antichrist's goal is to get you to not believe in God in the Bible, but rather, is, which is ultimately what Satan is trying to do. Like this is why in, in chapter 3, verse 8, uh, John goes to the, just straight to the point. Uh, Jesus came uh, so to destroy the works of the devil, uh, the sins that the people were embracing rather than believing in Jesus. And so he wants you to know that that uh, the way we avoid this is to know who Jesus is and any teaching that helps us see Jesus as less than who he is, as believe in a version of Jesus that's less than who he is, has a spiritual dimension behind it, a very real dangerous dimension behind it, and we have to be weary of it. So knowing who Jesus is and knowing who he is not any teaching that teaches us something other than what God says in Scripture, Jesus is, is to be avoided at all costs. But in that, this is where it gets good. And this is where we'll begin to close out today. Look at verse 4. Because avoiding half-truths by knowing who Jesus is and who He's not is, well, is part of the work that we get to do as followers of Jesus. But in that also, we avoid half-truths when we know who we are in Christ and who we are not. Look at verse 4, the very beginning. He again brings in this idea of, man, kid, I want to talk to you. And if that's weird for you, receive it from John, receive it from God. He says, man, child, I want to talk to you. Little children, I want to talk to you. You are from God. Do you see the you-them comparison here? What's the difference? The difference in this text is that you are from God, for he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. And then verse 5, they are from the world. That John wants them to see there's like a super narrow way that leads to life, and there's a wide way, and there's a difference between those who are of God and those who are of the world. And in this text, John wants you to know, if you feel like, man, what am I believing? He wants you to know that it's not a fair fight between the world and God in your life. That God always wins. That the truth of the gospel always prevails. That God will overcome because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. You, beloved child of God, have been made of God and will overcome the world for he is greater. And this is now where we begin to get to the hard part of application. Because what we have to do is now figure out what does it look like? What does it feel like? What does it smell like to be those of God's people who don't believe everything that's brought before us, but actually test it to see whether it's from God, to see if this is teaching me who, uh, uh, to see if this is teaching me who Christ really is rather than who he's not and trying to cause me to believe that. To see if this teaching that's coming before me, y'all to do this with my teaching 
this morning. If this teaching that's coming before you is teaching you who you are in Christ or trying to teach you something that you aren't in Christ to get you to be that way instead. It's hard to do this. I, I, uh, I remember um, years ago in the military, this is a, a, a moment that sticks in my mind. Uh, we, I was dealing with uh, some things and uh, with the team I was working with, and uh, one of the things was kind of the moral integrity of some things that were going on. And then also the moral integrity of who God calls me to be in Jesus And as a a man of any age, especially as a young man, uh, there were particular types of magazines that were around in the bathroom and everywhere that I just just thought, man, I can't be around this. And I was talking to another guy who's a believer. Out of 15 of us, there were two, you know, and so we're like, what do we do here? And so uh, one day, we were at a group meeting, a team meeting, where this kind of thing's discussed. And I said, hey, would you guys mind, man, I totally get it, but would you guys mind if you just put that stuff away? If you just kind of removed it from the bathroom and just like, I, look, I get it, man, you, but like, could you just put that stuff away? And man, you would have thought like, you would have thought like I just like kicked their children or something. I mean, like the outrage against such a uh, one said, well, you can put your Bible around. Like, well, okay, I, okay, thank you. You know, but that's not what I'm asking. Uh, I'm asking, would you just put that away? And y'all, this is, this is what, it, what it felt like to wrestle with, to wrestle with this idea of, and I'm, I'm of God, I'm not of the world, and i got to figure this out. In that, in, that, in that moment, I knew, man, I just blew it with some opportunities. There were tables that I was at that I was no longer invited to be at anymore simply by that statement, that gentle statement of something that was really important. And that feeling, you've been there before, that feeling, that's that's what it feels like to know, man, this, this just is not a truth that I need to engage with in my life because it's some weird, half-built, half-baked, false, uh, half-true, worthless idea of something that God has said. In fact, I'll just put it like this. If you are a Christian, remove porn from your life completely. That's not necessarily to the text, but it is tangential to the story. It was a very real reality where I had to figure out, like, goodness, like, how do I, who, how do I line up what I'm doing with who I am in Christ? This is how it feels to go against that, and I haven't always succeeded in every work environment when it comes to that, or, or been a follower of Jesus in situations where I might lose a seat at the table or lose influence for some reason or whatever. But at the end of the day, John is coming beside us who have to walk that day in and day out. God is coming beside you, walking with you day in and day out. And he's saying, listen, little kid, man, I've been there and I know what it's like. I know what it's like. I know what it's like to have a culture of half-truths around you and have to stand up for the truth. And I want you to know it is so vitally important. And you got to know you are not them. That's the hard part. Because walking in Jesus makes you feel, look, and smell different. So what do we do with this text? I'll look at verse 6, and then we'll close out. John says, We are from God, 
Whoever knows God listens to us. Whosoever, whoever is not from God does not listen to us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. John lands with this, just like you would with your teenage son or daughter, and say, listen, man, whoever you're listening to to teach these things, these half-truths to you, would you just think about listening to something else? And so that's where we're going to end today, with the question of what have you been listening to? You can walk backwards through this text and say, what have I been listening to? Those who are of God listen to the things of God. Those who are of the world listen to the things of the world. Those who, uh, the, the things of the world and those teachings come from the enemy of God. The things that teach me to submit fully to Jesus in every arena of my life, those things come from God. And so I need to test them. And it begins by asking the question, what am I listening to? What do you need to test this week? Let's spend some time praying and then worshiping the Lord. Father, would you give us wisdom today to find out what we ought to be listening to? Lord, give us wisdom on what we do listen to, what drives our passions and our emotions and our view of God and our view of others. God, give every person in this room and every person watching online discernment to know the difference between the things that sound like they're from God and the things that are from God, the things that contain an aspect of Christian language and the things that actually compel us to believe more deeply in Jesus Christ and His way for our life. God, I ask that You would give us courage to identify where what we are listening to does not align from you, with you. And Lord, would you give us wisdom to listen to you and to your way alone. God, that we would live the true and real, full life given to us in Jesus Christ and not some synthetic, half-baked, half-built, half-true, worthless version of life. Jesus, we love you. It's in your name we pray. Amen.